Hey, you're listening to In Traffic with Neil Rubenstein. I'm your host, Neil Rubenstein. And tonight I will be stuck in traffic talking to Jesse Graff, American Ninja Warrior and professional supplement. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this might finally work, which would be awesome. a miracle. I would be so thrilled if even <laughs> a few minutes of this happens. <laughs> uh, where uh, where are you? Where did you check in to? Where am I? I'm I am in Anaheim. Um, Anaheim. I, yeah, <laughs> I got back from um, a work trip. I don't even know what day today is. Is today when? Wednesday, Wednesday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, yeah, we were working all night, Monday night. We wrapped at 6 a.m. And then I got like four hours of sleep, got on a plane, uh, had a meeting with Danielle, went home, <laughs> and I'm like, I just switched back to a day schedule, and now I'm in Anaheim. So. All right. Uh, you, were wrapping, you were wrapping American Ninja Warrior? Um, I was wrapping a secret show that I can't say anything about yet. Okay, no, cool. Um, all right. As like, no, it's okay. Can you say as a stunt woman or as an athlete? Um, I would consider them the same thing. Okay. All right. <laughs> for for me, I I know what I mean. <laughs> uh, how did you uh? How does it? How do you become a stunt woman? Like, how do you decide that? And how do you know you're brave enough? Um. Hmm. Well, I think my parents could have told you that I was brave enough pretty early. My mom always said the first word she had to teach me was "edge" because I was always climbing on top of everything in the house and the kitchen, and she'd be like, "Edge, you can't go past the edge." So that I and I would point to it and be like, "Edge." So I knew not to go off of them because my natural instinct was that edges are interesting and I would like to jump off of them, I think. Um, I don't remember back that far. But um, I think that was my understanding from the story. Um, But I've just always loved heights and climbing and the the feeling you get when you're free-falling through the air. Um, And... (laughs) Well, like, the rest of us have, like, an instinct that, like, tells us not to do that. (laughs) But then, like, you go out and do that professionally. Yes. And and obviously, you know, I take safety precautions because I don't want to have the hard flat at the end of the free fall. But I really enjoy that feeling of butterflies that you get in your stomach when you look over the edge. And it's like your body's chemical response to telling you that there's danger. And I like that feeling and the increased awareness that you get when, um, I guess, just when you're dealing with a high-stakes situation. Um, like an adrenaline junkie, kind of. Yeah, a lot like an adrenaline junkie, but as as a stunt person, you know, we have to manage that. We have to be smart about it because it's not just our lives that are on the line. It's our friends and coworkers. And you don't want to work with someone who's a crazy daredevil. You want to work with someone who is comfortable in dangerous situations but knows how to do them, do things the smart way and the safe way and to keep everyone from getting hurt. 
Like, were you a fan of Ninja Warrior and and then was like, I want to do that? Or were you already doing stuff like that? And Or was it like you discovered it and were like, oh, I'm going to go try to... Um, well, hold on. I should go back to your previous question about getting into stunts first. Because that okay, happens yeah. first. Um, okay. So I guess, like, I was in... I, I fell in love with the circus when I was about three years old and started taking circus classes when I was six, did gymnastics, um, and, you know, continued climbing things and jumping off cliffs into the water and all that. Um, but when I was 12, I think, is when I was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Xena Warrior Princess, and I just wanted to be just like them. I wanted to be, you know, a hero fighting off all the bad guys, and so... I figured that when I grew up, I would be an actress and play superheroes on TV. Um, and my mom was an actress, and so that just seemed like the logical step. And continued competing in gymnastics, did pole vaulting in college, and majored in theater. And it wasn't until my last year as a theater major that I met some stunt people and found out that actors don't usually get to do all the stunts. Um, and... And that's when I started learning what it meant to be a stunt person and all the cool things they get to do. And I realized that that was my real passion and started working towards that. So, um, like, my final year of college, I was studying everything about, um, you know, the famous legendary stunt guys of the past and the first stunt women and how you get into stunts and what kind of headshots you need and what you can put on your demo reel. Um, and what gyms all the stunt people train at, and how do I sign up at all of them. And, um, so that when I moved to L.A. right after college, I was already, like, I had a job working as a gymnastics coach at one of the gyms that all the stunt people trained at, um, and was signed up at um, Simon Ray's Taekwondo and all the places that stunt people trained on a regular basis. I was just frequenting every day, and that's how I got into stunts. Some people are, uh, obviously, you guys have to be in incredible shape, but I feel like you're in condition beyond what's necessary for that. Are, are you, or are they all like that? It depends on what you specialize in, um, because probably if you're specializing in stunt driving, there's a whole different set of skills that you might not need to be able to do as many pull-ups necessarily, but um, but you have to have such finely developed skills in driving. Um, and I usually specialize in more of the type of stunts that are going to require the same kind of skills that you find on Ninja Warrior. Um, a right. lot of the flipping and fighting and agility stuff, falling, uh, climbing stuff. So that's, that's generally what I specialize in in stunts, and a lot of the other stunt people who specialize specialize in that same kind of thing are in amazing shape. Um, there's a couple stunt guys I work and stunt women that I work with who you know will will play all these physical challenges and games while we're waiting on set, and there's a couple that can crush me at some of these challenges. It's it's really cool like the level of athlete that you meet in stunts because a lot of them come from different backgrounds, but they're 
national champions and world champions at different styles of martial arts and gymnastics and top performers in Cirque du Soleil and race car drivers. And it's just, it's usually elite level athletes who then transferred into stunts. But, but you started at stunts. Um, you mean before Ninja Warrior? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I had been doing stunts for, I think, seven, six or seven years when I first um, applied for Ninja Warrior. Um, and it was a very last-minute thing. I, I, uh, I had a friend help me, like, throw together a submission video in a couple hours, sent it in, like, minutes before the deadline, and then all of a sudden a week later – a week or two later, I think they were calling saying you're competing next week. Um, so I hadn't, I'd heard of it before, but I didn't really know it was on the course. I hadn't, I definitely hadn't trained for it or prepared for it in any way other than just my usual everyday stunt training. Um, so there were a lot of, uh, especially the grip strength that I just was completely unprepared for, but a lot of things on the course are very similar to, things that I've trained in my whole life. Um, and those are some of the things that are actually harder to train for on Ninja Warrior than strength specifically. You've progressed uh, amazingly. Like, you're one of the top athletes now. Like, there's no – like, when I watch you on Ninja Warrior now, it's like, oh, yeah, she's finishing the course. There's no question. Whereas <laughs> earlier on, it was like – you could tell you were a good athlete, like a strong competitor, but uh, it just didn't, you know, you you seemed like one of the people that, like, oh, they're good, but this is Ninja Warrior. This is, like, you have to be the sickest. Yeah. But now, like, even just in your, like, Instagram videos and, like, just your the way you carry yourself even, it's like, oh, this this person is insane. Like, this person <laughs> does this and is going to do this. Well, thank you like, very much. <laughs> but, well, like, yeah. I don't know, you know, I don't know how the season ends. You know, I don't know. I only saw the qualifiers so far, but mm -hmm. that's all that's aired. But, like, the way you destroyed that course on the qualifier, it was like, oh, yeah, dude, this is just here. Like, she's going to make it to stage three probably. You know, like, it just seemed – like everything was clicking for you. I don't know if I'm missing it or whatever. Like that's how it seemed to me. It well, it feels that way too. Um, like my first year when I walked up to the course and was looking at things, I remember looking at the fifth obstacle and being like, "Well, well, that's crazy. I didn't. That looks ridiculously <laughs> hard. I don't know if I can do that." Um, and you know, I watched a bunch of people, and most of the people were falling there, but people were getting it so I was like all right well if some people can get it then I can probably figure it out and and I didn't because the flying nunchucks require a lot of grip strength and I really hadn't trained that um and then you know looking at the warped wall and being like huh I've never tried anything like this and uh I don't know if I'm explosive enough right now w versus now showing up at the course like the qualifying course this year it's like okay, I know I can do all these things. What do I need to do to prevent making a silly little mistake? And how do I do it as quickly and efficiently as possible? Um, so it's, I definitely have a lot more confidence, but a lot more awareness of how many little tiny things can trip you up and take out 
even the strongest competitors. So, um, yeah, there's a lot more. I have a lot more knowledge going into it, and I I have built specific strengths to be more prepared for it this year, for sure. I guess that's like that I-beam thing. I forget what it is. Like, you slip mm-hmm. off at one point, and you're just so strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you slip off, and it, 99.9% of everyone in the world would just be like, oh, now I'm in the water. Like, that's just... But you're just like you're in such. It's just it. I'm fine. I'm a fat guy, so like when I see the athletes on this show that are, I is I mar- like I'm speechless about it. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you- that's how I felt the first time I saw it for sure. <laughs> it was just like with the cliffhanger specifically. I looked at that and I was oh. like, I didn't, I didn't know that was humanly possible, but people are doing it. And it's that it's that feeling of realizing new things that are possible for human beings that I just didn't, I had no idea before. Um, and then being like, well, if, if it can be done, then I should be able to do it. What do I need to do to get that strong? And I love that process of building so much more strength than I thought was possible. Um, How- and just the more... I'm around these other people who, you know, I, I finally achieved this thing that I thought was impossible. And I see my friends doing like something 10 times as hard. And I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I guess that's next. And and how do I build that much strength? And it's, it's just such a fun journey of discovering new and deeper levels of strength. How, how hard do you work? Um, It depends how you look at it because I, I think I learned really early on to enjoy that feeling of just burning out, of trying your hardest and completely failing, having your like hanging on that cliffhanger and having your fingers peel off and fighting it the whole way and just appreciating that those last couple seconds where I'm fighting as hard as I can and my fingers completely give out, that's where I'm building the most strength. And so even though it burns and it, it's a good hurt, but I, I can feel so much satisfaction in knowing that every extra second that I hold on is extra strength that I'm gaining for the future. Um, and so there's so much enjoyment in that process that the harder I work, almost the more I enjoy it. Um, and I've just learned these little games to play with myself to keep it really fun. So as long as I'm beating some kind of record that I made for myself, even if it's an arbitrary number from like, you know, if I did this workout last week, whatever I got last week, I'm going to try to beat it by one. And if I can't beat it by one, well, I'm going to try to do more in a shorter amount of time. And so even if I'm feeling weaker today than I was a couple days ago, I'll come up with some other way to phrase it. So I feel like I'm beating a record and I'll still push myself to my limit for that day. Um, so I just I try to find ways to always keep it fun so that I'm entertained and always pushing to my limit, you know, within reason, not straining things or hurting myself as much as possible. What's uh like how many calories do you eat a day? Um I don't know. I I try not to count calories or um, oh, dude, you're not like, you're not like that. You're not. Uh... I I went through a phase in college where I was very rigid with my diet plan, and 
you know, only eating certain things and not having any refined sugars. And I just, I find it very limiting and that it takes up too much space in my head. And I've gotten more intuitive about, you know, knowing when I'm hungry and when I'm full and just keeping the right healthy foods around me um, and just not measuring things. Um, And I've gotten in much better shape and much leaner by learning to listen to my body about that rather than trying to count things and scientifically analyze what I should be eating because I feel like that, that actually disconnected me from the natural signals that my body was sending me. When you uh, like when you get a, a stunt gig like uh, like Supergirl, mm-hmm. is, is that you're on it for good? Like you're always her stunt double, or it is totally that world depends. like? Okay. <laughs> it's different with every show. There's a lot of shows where I'll double someone for one day, or sometimes I'll audition and I'll have you know a couple lines and then get hit by a car or shot or fall off a building. Um, or other times I'll be, you know, the main double for the run of a series and, and I'll have, you know, weeklies for the whole, for a couple months. Um, or sometimes it's a show where I, I double a regular character, but they don't have stunts every week. So I'll show up every every couple weeks whenever there's some big stunt. Um, so it's very last minute. Um, frequently, I don't know I'm working until the night before. And it'll always, it's kind of like you just always have to be ready. You never know what's coming, but it's probably going to be interesting and entertaining. That's crazy. That's crazy for that line of work to be like that. Like, I would think you need to, like, mentally prepare for, like, you know, all right, I'm going to get hit by a car. Like, I need to settle into this idea. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, um, that's, one of the things that's helped me so much on Ninja Warrior is that I'm so used to that process in stunts of showing up on set and being like, oh, this is what we're doing today. Okay, figure everything out really quick so that you can do everything without anyone getting hurt. Um, and sometimes sometimes we get information ahead of time, and that's great, and we'll do a lot of planning and rehearsing. And other times, you know, I'll get basically someone will call me and say, hey, are you available tomorrow? Good. Show up at 7 a.m. Bring a harness. And I don't I don't necessarily know what that means. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, okay. <laughs> be ready for anything. And so it's it's kind of you just have to train for everything and and be honest about your skills. So if someone they'll, they'll usually know my skill set. And if they ask me to do a car stunt and it's something outside my range of abilities, then I'm going to be very honest about that because I don't want to damage a car. I don't want anyone to get hurt. And I'm going to recommend someone else who's going to be better at it than I am. Um, That's one of the most important things in stunts. But um, as long as it's something that's in my skill set, you know, there's a lot of information that's thrown us thrown at us at the last second that we have to adapt to very quickly and all stay on the same page so that everyone's safe. Um, and that's, there... that's the same skill that we carry over to Ninja Warrior. We're not going to see the obstacles until the day of. We're not going to touch them until they say go on our run. And you have to be very quick at figuring it out and adapting to it. 
when you got into stunts, was there any pushback? Like, because I guess they need there needs to be female stunt people to mm-hmm. double to be stunt doubles for female actresses. Mm-hmm. But what or was there like? Is there is there a lot of sexism in that world? Because I mean, there's sexism everywhere, and it's pretty awful out there. I think for most. Uh, anyone who's not like a white guy, but in in that world, was it different because there is this need or, or did did you encounter a lot of you can't, you can't coming up? Um, I honestly have not encountered much of any of that. I don't think at all. Um, I don't know if my ears are just not toned to hearing that, um, because I assume that I, if if something can be done, then I can do it with with training, of course. Um, but I mean, there are sad rules about um, if if the actress is female, then you should have a female stunt double, um, unless you have searched far and wide and haven't found someone who is capable. Then, like, then you can go and find a guy who is the right body type, put a wig on him and put him in that situation. But there are rules that say you have to try to match the correct race and gender um, before, before going outside of that. Um, And maybe I think there used to be a lot more issues with just putting men in a wig to double women. But as long as I've been in stunts, that's been pretty much worked out and, uh, as far as I can tell, we get fair treatment. That's I feel like that's pretty progressive because, yeah. like even even like Hollywood for actresses and, and actors, it's not like that. Like uh, the book could be uh, about a black guy or or an Indian man, and then they just hire Scarlett Johansson. You know, like they're just like <laughs> oh no no, it's it's gonna be her. So like I, I, it's weird that they would be like, oh, no. But in this instance, if we're throwing him out of a plane, we should we should throw another black guy out of the plane. With a parachute, of course. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless we're over the water, I would love to jump out of a helicopter into the water. I can't believe I still haven't done that, but that's that's on my list. I I hope you get to do that. <laughs> uh, sounds totally insane to me. <laughs> I never want to do that <laughs> ever. <laughs> I went on um, a good natural instinct. <laughs> I went like snorkeling uh, recently with my wife, and uh, I uh, was it warm? Yeah, no, it was great. It was awesome, but like. I'm jump- I went to jump off the boat like, ah, oh, this is going to be great. And I jumped off the boat, and as soon as I hit the water, I was like, oh, I can't swim. I forgot that I can't swim. You can't swim? <laughs> like, I haven't, I haven't been in the water in, like, 15 – I live on an island, and I haven't gone to the beach in 20 years. No way. Yeah. How? And, like, I just – I don't know. Well, it started – like, I started getting tattooed. When I was, like, in my early 20s, I was like, oh, well, I don't want to, like, be in the sun and, like, damage these things that I just spent money on, like, mm-hmm. you know, this, like, art, like a jerk-off. And, um, and then it just, like, 
it just got too far. It just like now inside just don't. And I I literally had it in slam since I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I oh jumped over the back of the boat like this is gonna be so much fun, and then hit the water and was like oh uh, get me back in the boat, get me back in the boat. <laughs> Uh, so did you did you relearn that day while you were snorkeling? Yeah, like I stayed I I stayed in the water. Uh, my like my wife had never gone snorkeling before either, uh-huh. and like that like it to her she had the most fun she's ever had. I've never mm-hmm. seen her in a better space. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna like figure out how to not drown so that she can enjoy herself yeah. longer. <laughs> uh, and then if I drown, you know, it was worth it. Uh, <laughs> well, no, now that you've uh, practiced, if you're ever in a shipwreck, you'll be more prepared. No, I'll be the first to go. You know, babe, get on the raft. I'm going to just stay here and go down. Uh, but, yeah, I can. I would never be able to jump out of anything into the water. Like, it's just... Uh, I can't, I'm also, uh, I'm, like, old now. Not old, but I'm older now. And, like, my body just doesn't do the things it used to do or, like, recover from things the way they used to. to. Like, I can't even, I get headaches on roller coasters now, you know? It's, like, it's just gotten, like, yeah, like, I'm just, I'm pulling apart, and I just know that, uh, yeah. So when I watch Ninja Warrior, I'm, like, what that like one person can and one person can? Yeah, or or that that would happen over time. I I feel like it's it's just not fair that we stop healing as well. Oh, uh, you know what? It's fair. Uh, get yeah. us out of the way for the next group of people. You know, <laughs> so like, <it's> sad. <laughs> you're like too positive, I think, for me. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, as we all now, life expectancies are like 100, and then, like, mm-hmm. you know, people are saying that, like, soon it'll be like 130, like, this generation of kids being born now, like, could live to, like, well over 100. Uh, I don't think we need all that. <laughs> like, too many people, yeah, and they they're mean- too old. Do they mean with good quality of life? That makes yeah, a big ass- difference. Yeah, I assume it would be a better quality of life than, uh, you know, the 90-year-olds now, you know. Just think of, like, all the medications and all the technologies that have been developed in the past, like, 20, 30, 40 years, and then, like, 120 years from now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, there'll be a pill that makes you, like, be able to breathe easier or you know what I mean like a, a chip in your phone that helps you stay balanced and not break your hip on something you know probably uh, why why pole vaulting um I so I was a gymnast in high school and my geometry teacher had like a parent teacher conference with my mom and he said that gymnasts make really good pole vaulters because he was also the track coach and so he told me hey, come out and try pole vaulting. If you suck, we won't waste your time. But if you're good, you can just come to practice whenever you can make it between your gymnastics schedule, and uh, we'll try to get you in some meat. And it just worked really well. Um, So I I beat my school record in my first meet, and then was, I think I placed at states my first year, but then I I won states every year after that. And... uh, (laughs) 
so it just it was it takes so many things from gymnastics it's very similar in a lot of ways and I was tall for a gymnast and height is an advantage in pole vaulting so it all kind of fit together pretty well um, and got me into college so it was just a good fit did, did you get a scholarship yeah um, first to Georgia Tech and then I transferred to University of Nebraska and where did you grow up? Um, I was born in New York City. And we lived about a half block from Central Park on the Upper West Side. Um, and then when I was nine, I moved to the middle of the woods in Pennsylvania in the Poconos. Um, and it was it was the coolest place ever. But we were in the middle of nowhere, and we'd we'd lose electricity for at least a week every winter and get snowed in. And have to have a fire. Yeah, so it was it was very little house on the prairie, fend for yourselves kind of thing. Um, and then in high school, I was in the suburbs in Maryland. And then Georgia Tech and then Nebraska. So it's what, uh, yeah, what, <laughs> what's the, like, why, why those two schools? Like, why did you? Um, well, I was recruited by the pole vault coaches. But I also, oh, okay. um, I, I chose Georgia Tech because it was actually kind of an interesting diversion. I always, I, I knew since I was three years old that I wanted to join the circus. Um, and I hated school and I couldn't stand sitting still. And I was just, I was in trouble all the time as like a little kid. And um, I think when I got into gymnastics, I started getting better grades and we took a career aptitude test and it said that I was good at science and math. And so I told my teachers that I didn't care about that because I was joining the circus, but they were like, well, look, if you're stuck in school anyway, you might as well pick a career where you can put that towards something that you can do in the future. And so I was like, all right, well, what, what do I like in science and math that I would find interesting? I'm going to be stuck here learning it anyway. Um, and the only thing I could think of was it sounded really cool to float around in space, um, which is obviously the wrong reason to be an astronaut. Um, but, you know, I was totally along the lines of everything you've said tonight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so it was just, you know, it was kind of me trying to fit into this box that society has for us. You go to school, you study hard, you get a job and you have a career. Um, and, my personality and life plan didn't necessarily fit that structure, but I was stuck in school anyway. And so that was my attempt to kind of put it to good use. And so I, I ended up actually going to Georgia tech and majoring in aerospace engineering for a year. Um, and it was finally when I took my intro to aerospace class, that I was like, you know, I was like, this is great. Finally, I'm going to understand what all this, calculus and physics is for and then I'll appreciate it more and it was just it was worse <laughs> I got I got two weeks ahead in all my calculus three classes because I was avoiding my aerospace engineering homework and that's when I knew that I had made a mistake and that that I could cross this one thing I had this huge list of lifetime goals and there was no way to fit it all into one lifetime. And so it was kind of a relief when I was like, okay, not going to be an astronaut. What's my second goal? <laughs> Moving on. 
Did you ever make it to the circus? Um, not exactly. I have determined that um, I've done some circus acts in live shows, and I've trained a lot of circus, but I also fell in love with stunts more than circus. And circus, in my opinion, is lower impact than stunts, and so... If I wanted to, I think I could still do some version of circus, but I'm having so much more fun doing stunts that, you know, it's a good trade. Yeah, I get that. Uh, I can totally see that. Jesse, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I'm glad it uh, finally worked out. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't need to tell you, obviously, I'm a huge fan. I, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> like I would reach out to your PR to figure out how to get you on the show. <laughs> like, like uh, uh, you know, I didn't pick you out of the hat. Um, <laughs> well, thank you so much. So, no, yeah, I uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, seeing you on the rest of the season of American Ninja Warrior. I hope you do amazing in everything you do, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, good luck with everything, and thank you again so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. All right, uh, glad, uh, glad you thought so. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I'll let uh, I'll let Danielle know when I'm posting it, and uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, I'll, I'll tag you on like some social media or something. Um, okay. All right, cool. thanks again. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're very welcome. Bye. All right. Jerk, Neil.